0: Welcome to another episode of Dad's Rules with Kevin Belzer. And today we are joined for part three of Michael, Mr. Sunshine Jansen. And today we're finally going to dive in to this solar for dummies and smarties. This is fun, by the way. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, no worries. I'm having a blast. (laughs) Absolutely a blast. So first, before we dive into the book, why don't you tell people why you wrote it?
1: Okay, so, you know... We've all been hit with every, from every angle with solar now, right? They're beating us over the head. You got people knocking at your door. You got people emailing you, texting you, dialing you up, blowing up your phone, talking to you at the, at the local, uh, you know, jumbo store or whatever. And, um, we're becoming numb to it at the same time. Every it's, it's becoming more and more popular. More and more people are adopting it. And therefore more and more people are getting into solar Mm -hmm. and Really, every clown that can spell the word solar, S O U L U R, has jumped into this game and they're mudding up the waters and making ridiculous promises. The the marketing that's taking place, it's a constant barrage. Now, this is for the last 15 years I've been right. seeing this. No out-of-pocket expense. No out-of-pocket expense. Like it's free or something, because solar is not free. Right. There is an out-of-pocket expense. There's no upfront Upfront out-of-pocket expense, meaning you don't have to put down a down payment, or if you're leasing, you don't, you know, same thing. Um, but the 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 marketing bullshit, as I call it, it's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. No no upfront or no out-of-pocket expense will wipe out your electric bill. There's a special new program that pays you to go solar, or right. the government's giving away panels. Blah blah blah, all of this stuff. If they're willing to do that just to get your attention and get an appointment with you imagine the crap that they say to you when they're trying to get you to buy. When they actually do get that appointment they're sitting in front of you, what are they saying to, to get you to sign on the dotted line? Now, I make it sound horrible because it is horrible, but most of the people doing it, honestly, they're not bad people. The, the people that are customer facing, the sales reps, most of them, I'd say the overwhelming majority of them are honest, well-intended people that have been inadequately, inadequately and improperly trained. Now, yeah. quite often, those trainers don't even know the right stuff.
0: Do you think that some of those trainers or some of those companies are, are giving them information that they know will get the sale that is not in the contracts?
1: Absolutely. They're teaching them how to sell and make sales versus educating the consumer. Because I'll, I'll tell you that I deal in real estate, as we both
0: know. Mm-hmm. I deal with a lot of resale properties. And what I often hear from clients is that something's in a contract that I go and read the contract, which I know they didn't. Right. Because they just docu-signed it. Right. And I'll go read the contract and I go, it's not in here. Well, so-and-so said it is. And I'm like, well, I read the whole thing. And some of them are pretty boilerplate. My sales
1: rep told me. Yeah. right.
0: Your Teslas and your Sunrun, (laughs) I've seen a million of them. So they're they're very boilerplate. Your other companies, of, what'd you say, there's like 500 and some. There's over
1: 500 in, in Arizona. In the state of Arizona,
0: yeah. which makes sense because we have over 300 days of sunshine. Yeah. So it makes and they're,
1: sense. And again, solar companies, they're sales organizations. Exactly. There's, far, there's a very small percentage that are what I would consider a true or legitimate solar company that actually does the installs and stuff like that.
0: Well, where it gets frustrating is that I'll read the contracts and find out that what they were told and what was in writing, two different things, because you need to make sure it's in writing, especially in the state of Arizona, for one thing and then the other thing i continually run into is companies that are out of business now
1: yeah so the i've been in business with mr sunshine solar uh for over 12 years now mm-hmm. which is monumental task in this industry because the average lifespan of a solar company in arizona is less than two years now
0: well you started as rocket solar so does that right. count the rocket solar or did it does you switch, it's still, you it's switch still the, the same name. company
1: it was a name change because of marketing stuff that happened right. and um uh, but I wanted to touch on, on the contract thing real quick that you'd mentioned. Yep. Um, Sunrun, they're the 800-pound gorilla of the solar industry today. Yep. It was solar City, which became Tesla, and uh, they have uh, fallen from grace. We'll just say and leave it at that uh, for the moment. But um, you look at their contracts, and these contracts are 40-something pages long now. Correct. Okay. Why? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because they've been sued so many times that the lawyers keep having to add this thing and this thing. And they and have added
0: thing. a section that if it's not in writing that it doesn't matter what your sales rep said. They did add something like That's that right. in and it. That's
1: right. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I've am a, been for the last gosh, almost six years now, I've been a consultant to the Arizona uh, Attorney General's Office on ethical sales practices, okay. documentation, marketing procedures uh, uh, in regards to the Arizona solar industry. I'm also a... Um, um, uh, compensated professional witness for the Maricopa County Justice Court systems and Pinal County Justice Courts. So, in criminal cases, I actually get compensated 14 whole dollars. I try not to spend it. <laughs> I shouldn't even probably say that, but you can beep it out, whatever. Um, no, it doesn't matter. We don't um, edit on the yeah, show. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Um But, you know, to uh, explain to the courts um, what should be said, right. how it should be said, how mm-hmm. it should be documented what should not be said, and um, what level of understanding should the consumer have, and be able to actually reiterate back to the person Mm -hmm. presenting it to them, acknowledging their understanding to ethically and or legally justify that agreement. Now, uh, I've seen uh, uh, purchase agreements, contracts, whatever you want to call them, where there's handwritten notes on it by the sales rep that they're going to agree to, if they need to have the roof redone, in five or six or ten years, that uh, the company will pay for having those removed. And uh, but
0: I know that Sunrun has a line in their contract that states that that's not valid. Right. That handwritten stuff in.
1: Right. So they've put that in there because it was a problem. People mm-hmm. were saying that to make the sale to uh, to alleviate that concern, and knowing right. that they're not going to, they're probably not even going to be there in five or six years to, to deal with it. You know the rep, and uh, so I had to write this guide as a uh, a tool to help level the playing field. Right, right. What I've done with this guide is I've made it more difficult for my people that represent my company to the customer, and I've made it more difficult for every single solar sales rep out there. I've I, in our uh, marketing efforts, we tell the homeowner if we're on the phone with them or online, whatever it is, that use this guide because it's got all the questions that you need to ask in it. You don't know what you don't know, therefore it's impossible for you to know what questions to ask. Right. It's impossible for you to know what questions should be being asked of you. And so that gets their attention. It's a, it's a big statement and it and it's absolutely 100% true. They don't know what they don't know, so they can't ask know what to ask. And so it's, well, how much is it? How big of a system do I need for this size house? Um, what panels do you use? You can make up the name of a panel and they'll go, okay. Right. They just don't know.
0: So they don't. And I have a feeling because I've seen it with some of the companies that they're just, okay, it's just this amount of panels and there is no science
1: behind. Right. You get 10 quotes, you'll get 10 different quotes. Now, there are factors for that. Even if everybody was in the right ballpark, they're still going to be different because of panel wattages that they're selling and this, that, and the other thing. But I see recommendations where a homeowner goes is looking at a recommendation of a 7.5-kilowatt a system or a 15.5-kilowatt system. Mm-hmm. Well, that's quite a difference. You know, half a kilowatt, quarter kilowatt, I can understand certain nuances. But, um, you know, many of the customers that we acquire are the customers that are reaching out to us after they discover that you know we're highly knowledgeable in this stuff at i mean at really the highest highest level and they're looking for clarity we offer to help people say look we're not going to throw our hat in the ring we will look through what you've got and tell you what's good and bad about each one and there you go mm-hmm. um and I do it a lot and I no, I'm not giving you a quote now. Didn't,
0: didn't you get one from, uh, I believe you had a Paradise Valley one that you got last year uh, home, and I know you've done thousands of solar panels, but th- the guy, didn't he get like 16 different companies quoting him? Over 20. Over 20. So it's That's the,
1: what it is. It's the largest system, uh, residential system installation in Paradise Valley and all of Scottsdale. Oh, wow. It's over 50 kilowatts. And um, this is on a uh, seven thousand square foot home worth approximately six and a half, seven million dollars. Yeah, I know it's got to be up there. It's a paradise. And value. Um, they, yeah. uh, without disclose, they you don't own- need to disclose anything. But I,
0: I, I do know that you weren't the cheapest. No. Um, I'm not saying you were the most expensive either, but I do know from your story that you were the one that gave him the most knowledge out of it.
1: They, they signed up with us on the spot. They have access to every solar company out there because they're these solar companies and other companies are vendors at their events. Very large events that are held at the stadium, Westworld and the fairgrounds. And, um, so they have access to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, they narrowed it down to 20. Um, initial conversations from there, narrowed it down to 10. I was the seventh one to speak to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they signed up uh, with me on the spot and stroked a check for the entire amount, which was a six-figure yeah, I, amount yes. that started with a yeah. two. And and I mean, one call closed on a deal like that, that's, that's you insane. Know, but they said it was because we grossly outclassed Everybody, that they, it, they just said it wasn't even remotely close. And that
0: is the purpose of the people that I have on this show, is that I want to know that anybody I'm having on a guest on this show is doing things at an elite level above anybody else. Because I have a lot of people that want to be on this show that aren't. Yeah. Because I want to make sure the class we have on here are the elite Doing right by whatever industry they're in. And that can be other real estate agents because I've had other real estate agents on the show. But if I believe like Ryan Matthews does a lot of 1031 exchanges, I don't understand that at all. But I know he does it at an elite level. Then great, you're on my show because I want the public to be aware of people that are actually experts. You're
1: helping the public and Mm. by helping the industry learn from what you're doing you're actually helping yourself too at the same time because yeah. the better they get at it and the more honest and real it gets, the less challenge it put, presents. I feel like I'm shoveling sand against the tide quite often right. because I spend half of my time explaining the nonsense away before I can get down to the real stuff. And, and you're dead on.
0: Because in my industry, real estate, we have the opportunity to get NAR green certified. Okay, right. so yep. we're, we're green right certification, it's not just solar. It's windows, it's insulation, energy it's everything efficiency. about energy mm-hmm. efficiency yep. on a home. However, we got up to about 90,000 agents in the state of Arizona, which is ridiculous. We're now down, back down to about 55,000. So we're dropping like flies, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, because, you know, the market shift, the tide went out, and we saw everybody that was skinny dipping. Sure. <laughs> so what... What I guess would be frustrating from my standpoint is I see it on all the forums of everybody talking about solar's evil, solar's evil, but yet none of them are educated at all. And I don't believe that it's fair to make an opinion about anything until you get all the information. That's what
1: people do. I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. Right. Because it's like
0: we're in high school again. And with NAR Green certification, it's available to any agent. However, it's, several day commitment, it's several hours away from your business, all that to get certified, and it costs money and agents are cheap. So in the state of Arizona, out of those 90,000 that we were at, there was 150 of us that were Nargreen certified on energy efficiency. So there was 150 did, total did, did of us give in you this a state. Horn,
1: a horn to wear on your head. Oh my gosh. Well okay. we get
0: we get special designation and stuff <laughs> that we can use, which I, I think is a big deal because that means that I actually put the time in To learn about anything that could be a benefit to a buyer or seller, on it. I don't know if the mic's picking that up, but I think we just heard a Lamborghini fire up. That's the
1: black Lambo, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 I Uh, had I had a moment of goosebumps there for a second, but anyway, back on topic. So we can't even get the real estate industry to get educated to better help the consumers out there, which is. It's frustrating from the standpoint of how can we expect consumers to be getting good information whatnot if the experts that are selling them the product that they're going to put it on aren't educated. Yeah. Yeah, Aren't experts and aren't educated as well. I
1: I have a perspective on that that I've recently adopted in more recent years because it used to frustrate the hell out of me with solar that, um, you know, I just, there's so much garbage out there and so much misinformation drove me nuts and I was doing everything I can to promote the the real truth and the real answers and the real information and stuff and then I finally realized I can't I can't overcome that tidal wave of misinformation what I can do is Ride that wave. Figure out how to ride that wave and right. use it to my own benefit.
0: And I would say right? that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, I can't get the other 90,000, now 55,000, to go get educated. I'm going to do my part
1: to educate exactly. everyone that I can and lead by example, if, as as it would be. And um, they're giving me, they're really giving me the opportunity to shine, me and my people. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, by doing their thing that they do, anybody that we speak to, they've, they've actually helped us to look better yeah. because now there's something to compare against and everybody looks like this. And then here we are way, way up here. You, um, you
0: were setting yourself in a position when you roll up in your beautiful wrapped vehicles with your image on them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a caricature you of you. You should see the ta- the tattoo on my back, you know, it's, <laughs> it's my face. This, no, I'm kidding. You know, I have no tattoos, but I told my wife, if I ever get, got one, it'd be wings. So that I could go like this with my (laughs) arms and look like I'm flapping my wings. But, uh, no, no tattoos. Um, but no, you, you set yourself apart in many different ways to where your, your crews are fully educated. You're pulling up in professional vehicles. Like how many of these guys run in these solar neighborhoods? There's, there's no company branding on the vehicles whatsoever. No, but they,
1: they usually – some well, some of the bigger companies just, you know, splash their people with swag, like the shirts, the caps, the sunglasses with the logos on. Right, right. And just lanyards. And, I mean, they just puke stuff, uh, branding all over them, which, to me, that's a warning sign because only a rookie is going to dress up in that costume. Yeah. And it's like they're just saying, look, here I come talk to you about solar. I don't really know anything about it, but I'm going to try like hell to use the sales methodology that, that y'all taught me and um, get your money. Oh, it ends up being gotcha at the door when they come to mine. So they're
0: they're not getting very far on it. And the funny thing is- I, I stop and listen. I've tried. I let them go. Well, and I've even tried to, to do the, I don't have time today because I normally don't. If you just knocked on the door without an appointment- I probably think that Amazon was there and I accidentally opened the door.
1: Yep, I, I do the same thing. So,
0: because I don't look through the peephole, you know, it's real bad. But anyway, I'll see them there. I want my wife to be there. So, I want both of us to be there. I've set appointments with them and had them not show up.
1: That blows my mind when I hear that still. It's like I, that, that appointment is the most precious commodity. How about this?
0: How about this? I had one, the last one that did this, because this is the one that's fresh in mind. I said, I said, um, and this was, uh, this was over a year ago. So it was before I met you in the guy, (laughs) no, no, it was at least, it was definitely over a year ago. And I told my wife, I said, you know, it's not a bad idea if the next one that knocks on the door, we at least see if we can get educated on this better. And so we set an appointment with them and, and I fly out to him. I said, I am very interested in it. I want to get my roof done first, but once the roof's done i want to get solar on it so i said let's set an appointment and i pulled out my calendar and i'm like you know what do you got sit the whole time everything and the guy freaking no shows us yeah and i was like damn you had what i would consider a tee up opportunity yeah. at least at least an opportunity because uh, because you haven't caught me off guard where i'm like i'm like trying to shut the door on you i've actually raised my hand and said hey i'm interested I'll listen. Right. Uh, I will listen to you with open ears, open mind the whole 9 yards. Now, and uh, here, no here's show.
1: here's here's what I will tell you when it comes to somebody knocking on your door to try to sell you something that costs tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. you just shouldn't go that route. Now, yeah. Um uh, no, I've, and I, I've and modified it, this it, a little it, bit though. So okay. what what I what I'll Cuz I have opinions
0: people, both ways on this.
1: I'll advise people, you know, if they if they capture your interest one, you ask them, are you the person that's going to be coming back to sit down with me?
0: Oh, you're getting into a question in the book. Okay.
1: Are you the person that's going to come back and sit down with me? Yeah. Um, because if they are, you shouldn't you really shouldn't schedule that appointment. They're if they're knocking doors, they don't know enough to to properly educate you. They don't and there is no exception to that rule. So they, they
0: should be more like a salesperson that's setting it up for the yeah, expert. Because right. I will and, say and, this is And maybe it,
1: they're riding along. Maybe yeah, yeah. somebody else is coming to present and they're gonna be there, so they're training. Yeah. And that's part of their training is learning how to break the ice. Because and- I will say what, because he
0: would have been the guy coming back, I'm assuming. I will say this, when Anderson Windows knocked on my door, he flat out said, he goes, I will not be the one coming back. It will be so-and-so from the office. That'll be coming back. So I see what you're saying there. Right. You're saying up that this is the one that's truly knowledgeable. So if, he, if he's
1: a canvasser, appointment setter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. If you got your attention enough to listen, cool. But that's a question that needs to be asked. Yeah. No. No. Makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So because otherwise, again, I tell people straight up. I go, you're going to have a list of things that salespeople don't say. Yeah. Right. So get your pen out. One of the first things is, is this one of the most expensive things you may ever buy. You'd better get it right. Yeah, Salespeople don't say that. I don't care what you're buying. They don't say that. I know. And I do in real estate,
0: which shocks people that I say this. Because
1: you're a sales professional. Right. You're I'm not a salesperson. You educate consumers and create understanding. It's just the gap between a sales professional and a salesperson is miles apart. Well, and in my
0: industry, most agents are thinking about the commission check in front of them mm-hmm. and not thinking of the long-term value uh, the LTV. They're not thinking of the long-term value of that client. So I'm never just thinking about the transaction in front of me because I flat out tell them, I said, this is going to be a very expensive thing that you're doing here. It'll be the most expensive thing you do until you start buying Lamborghinis and Ferraris.
1: Yeah. And that's a totally fair statement when it comes to real estate.
0: Yep. That's yeah. I mean. and, 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 and I tell them, I said, I want to do such a good job that when you resell in three to five years or we start adding to your portfolio, that I'm the first person that you call. So understand I'm going to be upfront and honest all the time. And, you know, that's how I handle it. But I know that there's a lot of agents that look at that one deal. And it's like, no, if I do a good job, you're going to refer this person over here, same and solar. Yep. They're going to refer this person and that person, and they're going to buy another home. I mean, I've got client trees that have made me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing a good job and if you did a good job in solar instead of just thinking about that
1: one sale at that one door that you're at that's right and, and, and i'm
0: sure you have stories and, of, and as even well. in,
1: in that process you know i tell customers i said look you know it'd be idiotic for me to do something wrong in, in regards to this well or, you're
0: you're probably the same as me at the end of the day you want to lay down, fall asleep peacefully without uh, thinking about how you F somebody over that day just to make another yeah. dollar, because that's not what the purpose of life is. It's not to see how many people you can F over and how much money you can leave to your kids. It's You're because,
1: constantly on the run too. I've seen so many that do it. Exactly. Because if,
0: if you do right by people, the money follows. That's right. 100%, Always. 100%. So you don't have to be like a grifter <laughs> from town right. to town, which is very common in solar. Yeah. I know these guys that they'll go to they literally they'll go to Texas. Yep. Now they're working in Tennessee. Now and they're the working Utah, in Arizona. It, yep. Yeah, they're, they're bouncing all over, and they're also bouncing industries. Yeah, as well. And yeah, I I would never want to be that. And plus, my home address is very public, so it's like I don't want people showing up at my door all pissed off. Yeah, I, I want to be thing, able to know that, hey, you call me back. Like, it's kind of cool when, you know, you sell a home to a client for 300000 and a decade later, uh, the home is worth $1.5 And you're like, well, yeah, it's because I did you right in the first place and told you that, that, you know, advised you properly back then of how you're getting an effing great deal and we're going to see this all the way through and here's why.
1: You know, it, it seems so obvious to do that. It yeah. does. And everybody that's in sales claims that that's what they do it's it's weird, but most don't most don't and well and you can look at longevity
0: in a career field in a in a uh, an industry and that'll tell you a lot also yeah. if they're company jumping that'll tell you a lot sometimes you have to company jump just you have no choice that like tele
1: communications every the average lifespan was maybe two years right and you you
0: Oh, you had some that were mega giants back then, remember M- MCI? That's where I started. Yeah. And, it's yeah. Like an, and I had affiliation with MCI as well, but yet one day uh, they'd pissed off the government and they're not around anymore. So <laughs> so it's like th- there can be things where you personally didn't do anything wrong, but yet that company's yeah. now gone. And then um, the same thing in real estate. You could be doing everything right. There could be a change in management, the brokerage, to where you can't do something any- anymore. Like the company I used to be with, wouldn't allow me to flip how I wanted to. I told you that story off air, where, All right. um, where we had a fix-up program to where I put my own money on the line, did repairs for the client, and they paid me back at closing. The company I was with said you can't do that, and I was like, so I can't help people because I can give you because I even gave them an example. I said, okay, this woman's home was worth one hundred forty thousand. I put ten thousand into it. And we got an offer. We had multiple offers, but we ended up selling it for 190 At 140 she was going to have to stroke a check at title company, meaning that she was going to sell it for a deficit. At 190 title company stroked her check, and she made money on the sale. So you're telling me that I can't help a client out like that? And they said no. And I go, well, then I'm going to have to move brokerages because I got into this to help people, and I thought that that's what this brokerage was into as well.
1: Wow, I can't imagine... I, what the logic behind that uh, restriction? They go, oh, there's would be liability,
0: is... liability, and I go, I go. Well, understand? At the end of the day, the only one that would be hurt if that deal fell apart because I put money into the home would be me, right? And if I'm okay with that, what does it matter? Because I said I'm not even attaching a lien to the property, which other investors out there said I was nuts for doing. And I'm like, really? Oh, sure. Because I'm getting referral from this person and that person, and we're doing it over and over again for different people, helping them out. And I'm okay with that. And I never once got burned because I just did right by people. It's like, yeah, the odds said eventually somebody would have burned me, but guess what? Nobody ever did. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but they said, no, no, it's a liability issue. And I'm like, well, then I'm just going to have to move on.
1: Yeah. Well, again, and so
0: there are times that you do have to jump companies, but I would say that what I see a lot with uh, salespeople in general is that they're, they're jumping. They're in, going from
1: dealership to dealership to dealership to solar from the solar to this solar company, that solar company. And they're always looking for more money, not for better training, not for yep. whatever. It's always the, the, the greener grass. You know, the, right. the guys that, that are in charge with me, you know, you know Adam and, and James, um, they both had one foot out the door and they were just about done. They were just so sick of the industry. Yet and, you meet them now and
0: they're they ooze the business. Yeah, and f- and I don't mean ooze it from a sleazy standpoint.
1: They they're proud. Yeah, they're proud of what they do. Exactly, and what they're able to do for people, not two people. Yeah, right. They, I mean, they are. They're proud, and they they, uh, the difference is amazing. I mean, they were both very gun shy, um, and. Dis, disenchanted with solar, right? And just through conver- conversing with me, I wasn't recruiting anybody at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just they both approached me saying, "Hey, is there an opportunity to work with you?" And right. after getting a sense of who they really are, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll figure it out," you know. And um, again, it's it's amazing, and and we're attracting other people. We're getting a rep that reputation. Right. One of my goals was to. Not just build this great company. I don't want I didn't care about building the biggest solar company and that any that stuff. I give two shits about that. What I wanted, and it sounds kind of goofy or vain or silly, I want to end up getting voted the best company to work for in Arizona. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Right? That's that's I, I want people that that wanna to work to want to work for my company because they hear it's just so awesome to work for. Right. Right. And yeah, there's great money in it and stuff. But, and it was my son that got me on this idea because he was looking for a new job. He was moving to California and, you know, I'm older school um, and I was talking about the money and, you know, you know, what are you looking for? And the money was like fourth or fifth. I can't remember. It was like fourth or fifth on his list of what he wanted. And it usually is. It usually is because I left my first
0: brokerage and I could close deals like crazy with them. But I hated the environment. Like the environment was nothing but toxicity. And I was like, I was miserable. And then, you know, it's like you look at like when I originally started working investors, I hated it. I was making so much money. I had season tickets to the Cardinals, (laughs) season tickets to the D backs. So I had all these other things, but I'd be at those sporting events, always fielding calls from these idiots.
1: Yeah. I, I went through the same thing. I was a, a regional vice president for Quest Communications. Okay. When I finally got out of the industry, and I spent you know two decades working in cubicles, and I remember aspiring to get from my. AE one or Account Executive level one, yeah. To uh, AE two, to Senior Account Executive, to National. Chase and, and, and titles, and, 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 and the and the cubicle got slightly bigger until yeah. I could get my own enclosed cubicle with glass walls <laughs> that we aptly named the fishbowl. Right. I was going
0: to say that you're you're an aqua- you're in an aquarium. Right.
1: Yeah. We called it a fishbowl. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I it's just like wow, man. And I hated. You're like I, hated oh, I can't
0: it. even pick my nose in private anymore.
1: It, you know. So. Yeah um i swore i don't care i will never be in that environment again and i will never have that environment if i have a big office space it's going to be something cool you were
0: at the mastermind we had in the last month and there were some people there that were complaining about needing more talent more people in their industries and without jason even saying this or nick even saying this what came to my mind is that what is their environment that what's wrong with their environment that they're not attracting people because the talent's yeah. out there. So there's had to be a breakdown with that. And that's what Jason brought up is that, look, you have to fix something within your system that where people want to line up at your door and go work for, with you. Cause like he brought up the example with, with, uh, AC and he goes, George Brazils doesn't have any problem getting enough people. Parker and sons doesn't have any problem getting people. Uh, a one garage right. doors doesn't have problem getting people. Right. So, what's different with their environment compared to yours? Good point.
1: It's valid.
0: It is the last two agents I brought on. I didn't recruit. I didn't reach out saying I was hiring anybody, but yet they both reached out to me. It's like that's what you want to do. Is
1: you want to have to where people want to come to you. I, I termed it becoming a magnet. Yeah. Right. Be, being a magnet and uh, you know building a reputation to where. Others hear about it, it's like, you know, oh, Mr. Sunshine has this, Mr. Sunshine Solar has that. And my son works for a company called um, Electra, Electra Bicycles. They make electric bikes in uh, their division of Trek. And they were voted best company to work for in San Diego, Mm -hmm. a few years consecutively. And I had the opportunity to go down there. I was visiting and um, went and saw his work. This place is rad. Yeah. You walk in there, it's polished concrete floors. The desks are just wherever they feel like placing their desk. Yeah. So nothing is in line. They're turned this way and that way. And they got plants and things are decorated in their space. However they want. There's no borders. Yep. Um, They just know to respect each other's space. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout the whole place, you go in the kitchen area, they literally have a, a, a checklist or a shopping list and so they pick out whatever it is they want for snacks and drinks and yeah. lunches and all that stuff. So and that's somebody's job to keep that kitchen stocked yeah. with the stuff that they want to eat, not just here's what we want to give you. Exactly. And they love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. Um, they so, take they take a bike ride every Tuesday. Oh. The whole office well, jumps they on these electric bikes and yeah. they're promoting them, but they're also having a good time. Yeah. He goes surfing with the president of the company at least two, three times a week. Isn't
0: it it crazy? So I just got invited to UWM, which is United Wholesale Mortgage up in Detroit, Michigan Mm -hmm. area. And they are, just to give you an idea, they do the um, brokering for one out of every five mortgages out there. And they're continually growing. They are, during this environment we're going through right now where everybody else is contracting, they're hiring and expanding. And so... I went and got to see how their company is run different in everything you're describing with, with Electra, same thing with them. Like the stock kitchen, the full basketball court, the weight rooms, just the, they have somebody whose job it is to go around and, um, do snacks and stuff. They have, they have their Starbucks, um, on campus. They got their restaurants and, and, um, they, they had a convenience store. Which is perfect for me. I got to get an energy drink while I was there. I stopped into the convenience store that's built into the building. So, <laughs> wow. but but I saw a company when everybody else was is retracting, that they were expanding.
1: And wow. And
0: yeah, yeah And I'm like, okay, they're doing things different, but not only different, but they're doing things better. Yep. And and that's that's what that's Mr. what I'm trying to create. Perfect. I, I mean, so. We will once again have to pause it. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? We're it's okay, but, this, but but believe me, we're in. We're going to immediately get into questions on the next one. I, I <laughs> somewhat promise that we'll do that. But hey, if you guys ever get a chance to talk to Michael, you're going to find out that this is just how the conversations typically go with, yeah. You, it's um, so we're going to come back with part four. <laughs>
1: of... Have you ever had a part a, a, a four part?
0: One. Um, okay, so I did a. See, we're going off on a tangent again, but I did do a. Um, you could just answer yes or no. <laughs> well, but that doesn't give enough. Data. Right, I know. Okay, so <laughs> early episodes, I did a. It was a ten or eleven parter, but all I was doing oh, is geez. I was I was breaking down each speaker that spoke at MenaceCon One, and that was why. I and so, see. and so each episode had to do with a different speaker. So yes and no, but it, not with an actual individual okay so, so yeah I, no I'm you're you, I told you so, you're super special that's mm-hmm. why you got episode 100 and apparently on to maybe episode 200 or something <laughs> but anyway we're gonna break, we're gonna break it there uh if you like the show uh share like leave feedback comment review all that fun stuff it all helps the show grow hit the swag shop on the way out dadsruleswag.com. and also um yeah that will definitely help the show out and Go out and be the kick-ass adult I know you all can be.